Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Run Wild with Lauren and Bud. It's been a little bit since we've gotten to sit down and make a podcast episode. Uh, So I'm really excited about this podcast episode in particular because Bud and I are together. We get to sit down uh, face to face and chit chat about all things running again. Uh, Bud drove up to my side of Tennessee this weekend to come run the Mid-State Mile here in Middle Tennessee. A new race. It's a last man standing type of event. And uh, so the night before we sat around a campfire, talked about all things running, including uh, a River Gorge race in Chattanooga that Bud just completed, as well as my run-in with heat stroke and rhabdomyolysis. Uh, So we chit-chat about running, and then we also uh, reconvene at the Mid-State Mile and chat just a little bit about our experience there. So I hope that you are finding uh, running during the summer is going well, that you're more motivated and you're finding races to sign up for in your little sphere of the world. Um, And if not, I hope that you're planning for the future, okay? So this is a great episode. We hope you enjoy it, and here we go. Well, hello, bud. Hi, Lauren. So uh, it's quite peaceful out here. Do you want to tell everybody uh, where we're at? Well, I'm at your fire pit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are in Lauren's backyard, sitting around a fire. It's a nine... Yeah, well, I do. Here, I'll take oh, mine off. Hold on. on. Oh. Okay, shoes are off officially. Um, and yeah, it, it's nine, almost 9.30 p.m. on a Friday night. And we are together for this uh, podcast, which is unusual. And um, yeah, tell us why we're together, bud. So t- uh, tomorrow morning, we're running the Mid-State Mile. That's like a last person standing, one-mile loop. You run it every 20 minutes until you stop running it. (laughs) (laughs) Until there's no one left, yeah. So uh, I live outside of Nashville, Bud's in Chattanooga, and uh, so he came up here. The race is in Franklin, out where I live. And so uh, he came to visit and crash here for the night, and we'll get up and run circles tomorrow. He is strumming a guitar, or is that, that's like my kid's guitar. That's, it's a, t- uh, <laughs> it's a tenor ukulele. Okay, it's a ukulele, it's like a little <laughs> tiny guitar, it's so cute. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, we're out here by the fire, it's really good. I uh, shuffled my kids indoors, they've been running wild and rampant, uh, but yeah, so we're here. It's hot, don't really per se need the fire tonight, since it, you know, it was like 90 degrees outside. <laughs> But it's it's still it's good to sit around a fire. Uh, so yeah, so we're gonna wake up early. The Midstate Mile is uh, put on by Becca Jones, and it's the inaugural year, and it's a one mile loop. It's got a killer uh, elevation profile for that one mile, and uh, you just run it every twenty minutes until there's only one person left standing. And I can assure you, 150 million percent, that last person standing will not be me. What about you, Bud? No, I'm only. I'm going to get through at least one loop tomorrow and see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, we're banking on one loop. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm going to do a bunch of loops. You're going to do a bunch of loops. Yeah, I'm going to hold you to that. But to me, that's like ten. Okay. 
Yeah, I have no idea what I'm going to do. I'm just out there, you know, okay. So tomorrow it's going to be in the 90s, high humidity, sunshine. It's going to be rough. I'm I'm back to one loop. He's back to one loop. I I didn't take much arm twisting. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be rough. Um, And two weeks ago I had some heat exhaustion on my run, and I honestly haven't even run since then. (laughs) I had a nice uh, 100% taper. (laughs) Uh, I'm fully recovered, but the thought of running in 90 plus degrees, high humidity over and over, mm. <laughs> kind of like, mm. <laughs> so like Bud said, we're, we're just going to go out and have some fun, run some loops and, uh, we will not be in the running for uh last person standing and I'm okay with that. But I, I totally <laughs> think I could do it if I wanted to. Oh yeah. Yeah, sure. But I yeah. don't, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't either. Oh, no, I don't either. Um, so, yeah, but we're going to go support it, go have some fun. So, we, we we did the loop once tonight. We did. We walked the loop, and, man, I, I was kind of worn out. Like <laughs> yeah, I was kind of worn out after one mile. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, tomorrow should be interesting. Uh, I was thinking before my heat exhaustion incident a couple of weeks ago, it was pretty intense. It was closer to heat stroke and um before that point, I was actually thinking that I would knock out maybe 50 miles out there at this course before calling it quits. But now, given the high temperatures and humidity and the fact that I had a really scary experience. And the, and the elevation gain on this course. Yeah, and the elevation gain. I'm thinking, you know what? Whatever I get done is A-okay. <laughs> it's A-okay, you know? Uh, so we're just, yeah, we're just going to show up and do it. Well, let's, let's talk about a few things because I think... Um, new experiences and stuff so uh this is an inaugural race it's the first time this one's being held right so yeah we're, we're doing something brand new brand spanking new and i think the trail is new because they kind of like just made it yeah yeah um it's a backyard type trail so it's on some farm property uh so i guess anyone who has a little bit of property can make their own trail uh which is a cool thing uh what else we what did you have for dinner we partook in some Mexican food out on a patio. It was fajitas. quite, yeah, fajitas. Yeah. It was quite lovely. Yeah, had a little beer, little uh, fajitas. I just ate some Chips Ahoy cookies to <laughs> <laughs> carb load, so I've done my duty. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm feeling good. But we kind of talked last time about um, slight medical issues and learning how to train your body yeah. to cope with certain things. And so we're, you were kind of hinting on that. Yeah, yeah. So are are you able to tell us about how you're doing or what? Yeah, so, um, you know, I have been running consistent long runs each weekend for the last couple of months, actually, over quarantine. I'm going out doing 20 milers and, you know, things like that. And uh, about two weekends ago, it was a Sunday, got up, ran my normal place, my normal, actually slower than normal, taking breaks, because it was an extremely hot and humid day. It was the first day that it got, you know, into the 90s, very high humidity, sunshine. Uh, so I took it a little easier than than I might normally. And, uh, you know, I feel like I'm an experienced warm weather runner I had my electrolytes all my extra water I had Gatorades I had everything that I normally do um and ran my 20 miles felt fine felt normal came home felt normal 
In about an hour after getting home, after eating lunch and and taking a shower, uh, it hit me and I became violently ill and uh, tried my best to just make sure I was hydrated and uh, eventually several hours later after being extremely, extremely ill, unable to even remain conscious and um, to stand up on my own and I wasn't able to keep down fluids, I was vomiting nonstop. Uh, decided to head to the ER and I was in the ER all night and uh, turns out that I, I did even doing things the way I normally do I somehow uh, got dehydrated my electrolytes weren't really out of whack but I just somehow got overheated still got dehydrated um, and it triggered some blood sugar issues that I have uh, underlying blood issues I've, I've always had some insulin resistance problems and uh, yeah, it, it, it kind of, my body was in stress, so I, my creatine kinase, which is a sign of rhabdomyolysis, uh, for those who don't know, that's when your muscles break down, and so you have that enzyme in your urine and your bloodstream, and it's bad news, okay, uh, it's bad for your kidneys, so I had a minor case of rhabdo, just extremely minor, uh, that was triggered by heat exhaustion, and also, uh, some blood sugar issues, ketones in my urine, all of that, uh, just because I got overheated, and so my body's so out of whack, everything kind of just went south, uh, and it and it is one of the um, the listed. Uh, how would you say it? One of the one of the triggers for the insulin resistance is endurance, right? Or yeah, or well, and dehydration, okay, dehydration, and yeah, all of those. It was kind of like the perfect horrible storm of heat, uh, core body temperature too high, electrolytes maybe the replacement versus. Uh, um, you know, withdrawal was out of whack and just all of those factors combined after my run, my body completely got out of whack. And I, I, I can honestly say that it was scary. Um, you know, once they were able to get me hydrated and stabilized, I was fine. I, I didn't do anything for a week. I recovered and, and this past week I've just done some walks and light running and uh, that first week was a little rough. My whole body, it took me about a week to get my blood sugar levels uh, stabilized and just to feel normal. So, yeah, it was just a very strange experience. <laughs> you know, I'm like 39 years old, so I think as I'm getting older, I'm kind of finding like, wow, I, I really, you know, maybe that kind of run five years ago wouldn't have have done the same thing, but it sure did now for whatever reason. Uh, so yeah, I feel great. I've been to the doctor, my lab levels, my blood levels are great. Everything I've gotten cleared. Everything's good. Uh, but still a little shell shocked. (laughs) So tomorrow I'm like, you know, going to be taking it easy. Tomorrow we're going to be measuring your blood sugar. Yeah. Well, I don't know that I feel like I got good control of my blood sugar now, Uh, mainly just not overheating and not getting dehydrated. I think I feel pretty good. Uh, and I'm just going to leave it at that. And the moment I, you know, again, I'm not going to push too hard on a 90 plus degree day like I might have used to. So yeah, you know, things happen. I think even when you've experienced running in extreme temperatures for years, things happen. I mean, you remember, okay, bud, remember when we ran on the hottest day of the year in Chattanooga? It was like 97 degrees, high humidity. We've done that almost every year. And we did like the stump jump run. Remember, we basically ran stump jump, you know, most of it. And uh, 
Yeah. Whoo. Man, that was like intense. Um, so yeah. So anyways, I feel good now. Things are good. Uh, but no way do I want to push my point, you know, to, to tipping over and ending up in the mm. ER again. So tomorrow's just going to have some fun. Mild suffering. Mild, controllable suffering. <laughs> right, and it's just one mile between rest. Right, so you and you can, can rest a can lot. That's right. So I'll be good as new, I'm sure. Yeah, so taking it easy. But it has, you know, it was a little bit of a wake-up call because I feel like as an experienced runner, you sometimes find yourself getting a little lax on runs. Like, oh, you know, if I get a little dehydrated, it's no big deal. Or if I run out of water. Like, it is a big deal on a 90-plus degree day. Like, just because you're experienced doesn't mean, you know, you're, you're going to get out of it without getting hurt. Um, so it was a little bit of a wake-up call to, to plan a little bit better, to listen to my body a little bit better. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. That's, that's all I got. That's the only interesting thing that's happened to me <laughs> in the last month or so. What about you, bud? Um, cool stuff. Maybe I ran the, uh, what was it, the River Gorge race you, last Saturday? You did in Chattanooga, yeah. the River Gorge race. And how many miles was that, bud? It was about 10. Yeah, so that's a great... And we had just run that loop. Yeah, the, we just did it a couple a weeks couple prior where I bonked my head. Yeah, oh, he did. I forgot about that. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Poor bud. <laughs> I, hey, wasn't it the last podcast we were talking about your fall and, and bunking yourself yeah. up? And now bud had another incident where he bonked his head on a tree? Yeah, so I, I was behind you. We were running downhill pretty good. And when I fell, um, man, I headed straight for a tree. So I, I turned my face so I wouldn't bang up my face and I hit the side of my head. Ugh. And so my like I thought I thought my ear was bleeding, but wow. it was just, you know, that sensation after yeah. you hit your head, you feel everything swollen and yeah. you know, you taste diff it, everything's just different, you know, when you bonk your head. And uh there wasn't a scratch on me, but you know, I was seeing stars for a couple seconds. <laughs> I was gonna say you looked like you were seeing yeah. stars. I was like, I'm kind of worried about Bud <laughs> back <Tweety> birds. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the race, though, a couple of weeks later, fast forward, the race itself, you and Jen ran, and yep. you said it went great, and it was a fun time. Yeah, Jen Griever and I did it. Um, it was a fun time. Uh, we we just cruised all the way through it. You know, we're not putting out like it's tremendous effort. That's not my style. I like to have fun and just enjoy myself. I and and that loop, I, I didn't make any wrong turns like, <laughs> yeah. like you and I did. <laughs> yeah, we got a little off course. <laughs> we were yakking and not paying attention. Yeah, That's and funny. the only thing that happened, there was some low hanging branches, uh-huh. and they had ribbons on them. Okay, and and one of those smacked me in the head. <laughs> but it, it, Poor Bud. it was a small branch. <laughs> Bud's just having a tough season here. No, no falling tomorrow, Bud. No falling. Nope, I'm not going to fall tomorrow. All right, all right. I promise not to have heat stroke. You promise not to hit your head. We'll be in good shape. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, so it's good. So racing has started back. Bud got to do the River Gorge tomorrow. We're going to dip our toes into the Mid-State Mile uh, race and. Uh, I don't know. Oh, hey, did you What's ever up? sign up for the Caney Fork? Not yet. Okay, I'm signed up for it. I th- are you going to sign up? Yeah, I was kind of trying to talk Jim into it, actually. All right. Oh, come on. 
But yeah, so that I'm just thinking like, oh, you know, I've seen people starting to go to mm-hmm. races. I've seen, you know, still seeing some races being yeah. canceled for the fall, but really seeing a lot more start up. Uh, so yeah, because that's the only other one I can think of at the moment is uh, Caney. And then, of course, no business in October. The one, the big 100 uh, that I'm hoping to snag. We'll see. We can stay out of the hospital and out of head injuries. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. So, yeah. So, okay. Now, bud, let's let's talk about hydration and stuff. Now, we've talked about this before. I'm just going to carry a bottle tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not carrying a I'm hydration pack. A, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not wearing a vest. Because it's, it's a one-mile loop, so you can yeah. get water each time. And, yeah, I'll just probably carry a bottle as well. I didn't think about that. And it's uh, only going to be, like, half full or third full. Yeah, yeah. And so I know what you do for hydration as well as you know what I do. But let's tell everybody out there, in case they haven't listened to those podcasts, uh, what we do for hydration. So tell me tell me about your system for electrolytes and, and stuff. So, on, like, right now... I'm mostly just drinking regular water. I don't put anything in it, and I have salt tabs. And so on a hot day, I'll take, like, two salt tabs an hour, and I'm just drinking regular water. And uh, I'm trying to stay away from goos and gels and um, mixes and stuff like that and just eat food. And so I like to have um, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or... uh, uh, maybe even like Cliff Bars or something, but or Laura Bars, but I'm I'm staying away from stuff that's just like, you know, just sugar, water, stuff in yeah. a in a packet, you know. Yeah. Um. Those those may work for some people. I don't have any problem with them. It's just uh, I think it's better for me to just eat solid food. For some reason. Yeah, I agree. I'm just about identical to you, bud. Uh, you pe- you know those people that have like potatoes and stuff yeah you know i actually thought about that for tomorrow like just boiling some potatoes chopping them up salting them because i have done that for really long runs before and i like that and so Mm -hmm. that's what i was gonna say is i'm pretty much identical to you bud you got me hooked on the salt tab pills or tablets and i love them Mm -hmm. uh i I do the same water and then when it's hot and i'm sweating a lot and losing electrolytes i take you know the salt tabs uh, and I think it works beautifully. And funny enough, the day that I uh, got sick with heat stroke, I I was just like, oh, I'm just going to use Gatorade today. Like I'm oh, going to do man. one water, one Gatorade. And it totally messed me up. Had mm-hmm. I had salt, my salt tabs like I normally, I gave them to Jim. They were in oh. Jim's hydration pack. Anyways. The problems of having a spouse that's now an ultra runner. Uh, so, yeah. So, I think if I'd had them that day, I probably would have fared a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I do the same. And I'm with you on the real food. Uh, I am doing better with some quick sources of energy, like simple sugars, but mainly like complex carbs, too, for that sustained Hey, tell us what energy. complex carbs are. So, that just means that they're, they take longer for you to digest. So, think about like simple white sugar as a simple, you know, carb that's digested easily and quickly and gets to your bloodstream versus a complex carb, let's say like oatmeal, that you eat in your breakfast, uh, takes longer to digest and absorb the sugar, in essence, that breaks down from it uh, is a more steady release into your bloodstream so you don't get an insulin spike or a sugar spike. Uh, and it's just a more longer controlled release of 
uh, glucose. And so simple, you know, easy sugars, fast energy, complex carbs, uh, slower, longer release of energy. And so I try to avoid spikes in glucose and uh, spikes with my insulin because I do have some, some insulin resistance issues that I've had for years and years and years. And so I, I need a mixture of both when I'm ultra running. And so the, the gels and the goos are not really, they don't work really well for me long term, um, especially for endurance. So yeah, I'm a fan of the sandwiches, the potatoes. I also like trail mix and granola bars and things like that. Um, yeah, and electrolytes are must. I've run with cold pizza before. With cold pizza. Yeah. Hey, we ran Scar with um, fajita. What were they? Fajitas in our packs. Do you remember? Yeah, I, I ate <laughs> That's why those bears were after us, bud. They could smell them. Oh. They, probably, they probably smelled my breath. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you know, so it's funny. I brought up Jim. Like, okay, so my, my husband was not always a runner. I just basically got pushed him into ultra running this year, but he has like flown away with it. He ran his first ultra, a self-supported, you know, Saturday morning 30-miler, uh, the same weekend I got heat stroke. <laughs> so he's officially now an ultra runner, and uh, we're having to alternate our schedules, and I'm realizing, like, hey, I let him borrow my salt tabs. I need those back. So kind of that mess. Uh, but, yeah, so he is an official ultra runner. He's one of us now, bud. Yeah, he did 30. He did 30 all on his own in the heat. Yep. So he was a machine. And then, uh, speaking of impressive things, there's someone I know, uh, Kevin and I believe his friend, uh, I'll let y'all know more about it, maybe we can interview him, but he is attempting a double scar this weekend, oh and goodness. that means running scar, you know, point to is point. Is Nashville person, or what? I think he's, he lives in Knoxville. Knoxville. So, he's running point to point, and then turning around and coming back, uh, so it's like 144 miles, and... God, how much elevation? That's gonna be like fifty thousand feet of elevation chain, elevation gain. Fifty thousand? It's gotta be because it's close to twenty thousand one uh, way. Yeah. So forty thousand maybe. Yeah. So yeah, so that's craziness. Like that's not anything I ever even want to try. Uh, so anyways, maybe we can talk to them if they're willing. Uh, so I've seen, and I've seen a lot of scars going on. A lot of people running scar. There's the new documentary out. The, did you watch it, bud? About the guy who has the fastest known time, I think supported fastest known time, on the uh, SCAR route. Wow. He made a little video. It's on Amazon, I think. I watched it. It's pretty good. So lots going on around SCAR, the AT, you know, through the Smokies uh, running section. So lots of stuff. I don't know. That's all I got. What do you got, bud? Um... Well, the reason I didn't watch it, I was, I was watching Hannibal. Oh, he's watching Hannibal. Now, the series Hannibal or the yeah, movie? Yeah, no, the series. It's good? Yeah. All right, I'm going to have to, I can watch it while I'm running on the treadmill. Not with your kids. No, I'll, I'll be on the treadmill, earphones yeah. in, watching it on my phone, because I'm it's, so high tech. I like it. <laughs> you like it? Okay, Amazon, Netflix, what's it on? Netflix. So I can Netflix and treadmill. Okay, I need something good to watch. I did watch, by the way, Ozarks. You oh, told yeah. me to watch Ozarks. I love Ozarks. I got to the last episode of season yeah. three. I'm like, no, I need more. I need more. So, yeah, we, we about, got caught up. How about Darlene? Man, Darlene <laughs> is a woman after my own heart. Like, she's batshit crazy, and I love it. Like, I know. Like, she is all in. Like, there is just no doubt. 
and I kind of like it. I, you know, I, I, uh, I admire that. <laughs> how about how about when she uh, took out Frank Jr. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so horrible. I know. I mean, she is committed. Like she is committed to the batshit crazy. He was asking for it. Yeah, yeah. No, it was good. Uh, spoiler alert. We'll have to put a spoiler alert <laughs> on this episode for Ozarks. But yeah, I'm glad I watched that. I had tried a couple years ago, and it was kind of slow going in the beginning, so I was just like, eh. And then Bud, I think when we were on our last adventure run, he's like, no, 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 you got, you got to watch it all. And uh, mm. so we did. Yeah, I fell in love with it. So I'm kind of sad that's over. Uh, so I guess Hannibal is going to be next. Oh, man, Hannibal. This, the, this series is so unique. I didn't so know about it. Okay, well, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll definitely check it out tomorrow night when I'm sitting on the couch being a lazy bum yeah i don't i don't know if this is like a another interpretation of hannibal uh-huh. but it's his younger years or okay. something oh, neat. and he's uh um I, I can't tell you what he's okay, doing don't tell me but, don't tell me oh you know what he's doing well I yeah mean, he's like i mean eating people i get shit, the gist yeah okay know. well don't give any spoilers because i know i gotta watch it gotta watch it yeah so uh wow this podcast well, here, is just all a, over the place yeah here's a okay, tidbit here you go um, and this because I like crime drama type stuff, but uh, I heard there was over four thousand serial killers in the United States. That's a lot of four uh, thousand. That's a lot. Like at one time. No, right now. Just right now, like as we're sitting in, and breathing. In existence. Dang. Yeah. Let's hope they don't like. There's more today than running. there ever have been. <laughs> That's and they scary. have they have more information than they ever have. They can be sneaky, they right? They can be sneakier. And, and sneak and ugh. And they're members of secret societies. That's why you should make your Strava account private, people. Yep. That's why you got to make them private, okay? You don't want crazy people knowing where you're running. <laughs> so here, here's a little something that's kind of from my own. Um, I don't. I don't. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, bud. What? Are you a serial killer? No. Are you trying to come out? No. <laughs> okay, I, I'm just I was making gonna, sure. <laughs> I was going to tell you a parallel. Okay, okay. But this is this is my personal belief and observation. I'm I'm a scientist, but not in this area. Okay. Okay, but this is like human behavior, uh-huh. and I'm a human, so here we go. Okay. I believe that you find yourself in a crowded room, and so you can go to an auditorium full of people, 10,000 people there, or go to a convention and there's thousands of people there, uh-huh. and you can spot yourself like, across like the Like someone who is just like you? Just like you. Like, a, not not in physical appearance, but someone who is, like, someone in essence, who has similar to you. your same traits. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Someone yeah. who shares your addiction, someone who shares your passion, you can spot them immediately. Mm. And one of the reasons this is... I believe is because we have things that we notice in ourselves that we're either ashamed of and we try and hide it or we overlook it or we're very judgmental of ourselves mm. and you spot your you can flaw. You pick it up easily. You, yeah. You spot your own flaw in someone else. Mm, that makes sense. Very quickly. But the psychiatrist people, yep. you heard it here. But yeah, it's true because I always have heard that like, you know, sometimes what we despise the most in others is is actually something in ourselves that that's right yeah yeah i get it yeah and so these serial killers um like in the same parallel you know if you have a friend who's a heroin addict 
don't take your eyes off him for a second when you go to like Comic Con. Because mm-hmm. as soon as you do, he's going to find somebody and they're going to be shooting up. That's what's going to happen. Because they can spot him. They can they recognize. The, they know each other. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Things to think about. Right. So that means like when I go into a room, Serial I can killers spot find each the dirtbag woman who loves to suffer on trails. And <laughs> you might. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. But yeah, serial killers, man, 4,000, 4,000. That's not a lot. Oh, that's like, that's probably like 4,000 too many. I mean, that's scary though, right? I mean. Well, they they say that every big city has at least a couple hundred. Wow. Nashville's kind of big. That's freaking me out, man. We were having in Cleveland, Tennessee, there was like half a dozen people have already disappeared. Ooh. And they're attributing it to a serial killer. Really? Right now? Yeah, they, have no, they have no it. evidence. Mm. They just know these people disappeared mm. off the face of the map. Well, and on that note, have you watched Mindhunter? That's on my list. Oh, bud. T- no. Okay, tomorrow night you must promise me. Promise me you will I, start watching I, Mindhunter. I, I have. I'm like three or four episodes into okay, it. Okay, yeah. okay. I w- so last, I think it was last summer maybe, uh-huh. or whenever the last season came out, we got all caught up. Oh, man, you, you, uh, it's so good, and it gets so much better. Like, even the second season is so good. Uh, yeah, this, like, Mindhunter, it's so yeah. fascinating uh, to just kind of mm-hmm. delve into that area. But also... Yeah, I don't want to think about that because now I'm going to be looking at everybody and being like, are you a serial killer? Could you be a serial killer? So, okay, happier things, bud. Happier things other than serial killers. What else we got? Um, let me think. I mean, activities or, or I what? I don't know. Ooh, so much room for activities. Uh, I don't know. I'm doing a lot of skateboarding lately. Oh, Bud's skateboarding a lot lately. Yeah. Okay. I've, you know, I need to try to to do some skating or some sort of thing, but I am I so I also roller skate, but I'm horrible at it. Well, see, I think I would be better at roller skating than skateboarding. Like, mm. I think I would be horrible at skateboarding. I used to, I tried in my younger years, and yeah, horrible. So, I feel like, though... I could conquer the skates. Like, I have enough skating experience from growing up in the 80s, you know, Mm -hmm. and hanging out at the rink (laughs) 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 that I could probably pull that off. I feel like I should. Uh, Yeah. Well, that's good. So, you've been skating, and so you have, like, a group of people you you meet up with, or do you do some on your own? Yes. There's there's people that skate together. Okay. And they're they're some of the coolest people I've ever met. Totally non-judgmental, mm-hmm. completely just free-spirited people, and um, how can I put this in words? So I, I pick up. So I'm real empathetic, okay, and I pick up on other people's emotions, okay. He can feel you vibing, people, is yes. what he's saying. Yes, I I feel what other people feel, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. So when they're happy and free-spirited, I pick up on that. And it actually makes me high. That's what I feel. Uh-huh. I feel their joy. Or I feel the, the release of happiness when you're skating. To me, it's the same thing as surfing. It's like you're, you're, you're trying to achieve a feeling. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to achieve a destination, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's unlike anything I can describe. You just have to, you have to experience it. And I think, like... My creativity has just gone through the roof. Um, I feel free. And uh, everything, just my art, my music, everything's just 
taking off because mm-hmm. I'm kind of letting go of stuff. Uh, most of what I'm letting go of is like bullshit rules and stuff that I think, you know, people uh, force themselves to adhere to, you know. And it just seems to me like um, you got to kind of, you know, fuck what everyone else thinks and just do your own thing, you know. That is very true, bud. I could not agree more. Uh, and if I had a creative side, I would definitely well, want. I, I mean, I, I guess. Look at I your appearance. Know. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe. But I'm no artist. I uh, cannot strum a guitar. Now, this is a guitar. You're not on the ukulele anymore. This is like a just legit. This guitar. is a six string, yeah. Okay, okay. Now, bud, did you play when you were younger, or is this something you developed later in life? Um, yeah, I did play when I was younger, like a teenager type age, you know. Yeah, so I actually have my mom's guitar from when she was a hippie teenager. (laughs) (laughs) I have her guitar. I was going to try to learn on it and teach my kids, but I am pretty hopeless. So I haven't had the time to sit down, but I have it. And my little one wants to learn. He was so excited to hear you play because he wants to learn. Uh, So one of these days... So you're going to have to learn how to, like, uh, ultra run with this on your back, bud, so we can, like, sit down on top of a mountain and <laughs> have some music. You so get on that. guitars and stuff. Well, there you go. There you go. Just add, like, sew in a hydration pocket, you know, for your bladder. Yeah. There you go. This is just a cheap guitar, but, man, I love the sound of it. Well, see, you, could, you wouldn't mind carrying it up a mountain. There you go. Oh, man. Hey, what you eating for breakfast in the morning, bud? Whatever you fix me. Uh, it's probably going to be oatmeal then. <laughs> I got some frozen waffles. I got some oatmeal. There might be some lucky charms in there for my kids. Uh, I will have coffee, though. I promise that. It'll be coffee. Mm-mm-mm. So let's, let's make some bets. Since this race we're doing tomorrow, bud, is last man standing. Yeah. How, so so the rules are that you have to do one loop every 20 minutes, and everybody stops at the 20-minute mark before proceeding on. Okay. So you can only do three miles per hour, okay? So how many hours do you think this thing is going to go on? So What's your prediction? I have to – so three miles an hour, right? Yeah. And, and so no matter how fast you run, all you get is three miles an hour. That's right. Let's do some math. Um in a 24-hour period, times it by three. So what do you get? Uh, 72? Yeah. So Is that's, that right? Yeah, and we know people are going to run way further than that, right? I know that they're capable of it. Yeah, I mean, so... And I think what, what one of the problems is, um, they... This terrain is really steep. Yeah, it's a very, very big, steep grade of a climb. 72 miles on this is like 100 miles somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's going to be tough. But I think there's going to be some people that are going to be going well into day two. Like, I think it's going to go on for a long time. Yeah. And I am so glad that I am not worried about being one of those people. Right. I mean, I... It's going to be honest. <laughs> we had our private conversation earlier where I... I told you i saw some type a personality yeah man they are ready they are like so prepared and trained and here's us if they're type a we're like type z like is that (laughs) 
I don't, <laughs> I don't know what we are. We're like the loser slackers. Well, I don't. In I the back of the classroom. I wouldn't call myself a loser. I thought I was the cool guy. <laughs> I didn't cool know. Yeah. He's like, I got a guitar, people. I'm cool. Uh, I don't know, but seriously, there's some amazing. I wear athletes. glasses for fashion, <laughs> not for not, not because I need them. <laughs> oh, bud! But no, seriously, there's some like superstar athletes. So I'm just in my mind, I'm thinking this thing's gonna drag out for like 48 freaking hours. 48. I mean, right? I'm gonna be home. Well, yeah, me too. I'm going to, yeah, night. I'm going to be like eating pizza in my pajamas and drinking beer and stuff. <laughs> I don't have to go home to do that. I'm, I'm going to do that at the race. <laughs> Bud's going to do his one mandatory loop to say he participated and then he's going to chill out. Hey, I may join you. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, so I will be very intrigued. I'm definitely going to follow along. I won't be there for day two because I got my kids and it's Father's Day and all that good stuff. Oh, and happy early Father's Day, bud. Thank you, you, Lauren. And so, uh, but it will be very, very interesting to see how long it goes on. And especially in the heat and with that elevation, man, whew, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be quite neat to see. So I don't know. I'm going to say it could go on for 48 hours. That's my prediction. God bless them. Yeah, glad it's not me. Oh, man. Oh, oh, oh. You know, so with everything opening back up, but I was thinking we've got to get back on track with our Pitchell talks. You know, we talked yes. about running the Pitchell, uh, yeah. which is a self-supported run in North Carolina from Pisgah to Mount Mitchell and uh, I know North Carolina parks I think they're all like kind of opened up now Mount Mitchell I'm sure is Uh, I don't want to do that in the heat of the summer that is not a run I want to do in July or August Uh, so we'll have to figure out if that's in the cards I guess for timing and who knows what's going to happen with everything in the world hey how about all these bears we're seeing Oh, yeah. So tell us about that, bud. We've got bears in Saudi Daisy. They're walking down the street. People are filming them in their backyards. Yeah. They're coming off the mountain. They're walking around in backyards and garbage cans and all that. And then we have them in Athens, Tennessee, just like walking around. Yeah. So so around Chattanooga has been kind of bombarded yeah. with this explosion of bears, which it, normally you might have a sighting or two yeah. every year. Like right. you hear about and it, what, but nothing like what y'all have seen this year. So I remember like 20 years ago, there was um, maybe like just a couple counties in Tennessee where they had listed in the TWRA hunter's handbook or whatever that these counties had bears or mm-hmm. something. But they were everywhere. I don't care what the wildlife people say. And there was people spotting them in Decatur, Tennessee and in Athens, Tennessee. Where, and we have a company there, so that's how come I know about that. But... There was peep farmers saying, man, we got bears here. And the mm. game wardens were like, no, no bear, yeah, bears yeah. are in Polk County or they're not around here. And these people are like, no, I see bears. I got yeah. pictures of them. And then a lady runs over one. Wow. Okay? And that was 20 years ago. <laughs> Oops. And so it's like, here's the damn bear. Yeah. You know, I'm telling there's you, bears. I'm telling see? you there's bears on my, at my property because yeah. I just ran over one. Yeah. So, funny enough, we've actually had a couple of bear sightings in Nashville over the last couple of years. Not that we have an exploding population, but I thought that was so odd. And uh, so, what I heard, and this could be totally not 
accurate, but it is, it's what I've, I've kind of read. If you is, say it, I believe it. <laughs> so it must be true because you heard it here, folks. Well, I heard that they were working or, or something happened and they had a nice increase in bear population in Big South Fork. Okay, so for people who aren't familiar with the area, that's, you know, up on the plateau region of Tennessee, lower Kentucky. And so they were, I don't know if they were reintroducing bear to Big South Fork or they were working on revitalizing bear populations in Big South Fork, or if by natural means there was an explosion in the the bear population. But I heard that it was pushing them down because they were having sightings in Cookville, like in the city. You want one of my theories? And then I feel like they're being pushed down. It's just growing and growing and and kind of pushing down the plateau and into Chattanooga. You want one of my theories? Okay, bud, what's your theory? Because I know a lot of people that live in those areas, and I've heard a lot of stories they used to um it didn't matter what the what the hunting regulations were their families would go up on the mountains and they'd decimate the animal population mm, they just hunt it all out yeah that this is like 30 40 years ago they would just hunt anything for food or mm-hmm. whatever for sport i don't know and and there's a i'm sure people still do that and they don't follow the regulations oh, yeah. but it's a lot less frequent yeah i think um one of the issues now is the animals are returning to where they belong because mm. there's no assholes up there. Yeah. <laughs> wiping them there's out. There's nothing like stopping yeah. them. Yeah. And yeah. so, so I think there, there are a lot of factors at play. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because I mean, even when we've run up there, like on the Cumberland trail, you know, you always hear about a sighting here or there and I've always thought, Oh, it'd be so neat to see one. And I, now I, it's like I, I every thought, day. <laughs> I thought I saw one out of the corner of my uh-huh. eye. Um, it was right when the trails opened back up. Oh, I remember up. you saying that, yeah. And I haven't seen any evidence of it. Yeah. But that same location, yeah, within half a mile of there, there's people with game cameras that have cap- wow. ca- got pictures of them, you know. Yeah, so that's that's really interesting to me because now when I'm, I'm running around Chattanooga, which is where I grew up, uh, it's funny to be like, oh, yeah, we're, we're kind of in bear country now almost. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. So, yeah. That, that will be neat to see what evolves <laughs> out of that. <laughs> I know it. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I saw someone comment. There's a, there's a Facebook group for people who were learning about doing SCAR, which is the run in the Smoky Mountains. And uh, someone was talking about running SCAR, and they're like, well, I hope you enjoy being growled at every five minutes during the night. And I'm like, oh, I so relate to that because it really was like... The density of bear in the Smoky Mountains is almost hard to even wrap your mind around. Yeah, there's one every 20 feet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, when we were running at night, it's the truth. Like, I wondered uh-huh. if it was just us, but everybody's like, oh, yeah, you just you get growled at and, you know, snorted at the entire uh-huh. night. It's nonstop. It's nuts. And it feels like you can't see it's dark, but it literally feels like there are just lines, like... Like, uh, what are the girls that do the can-can kicks? What are those girls called? The, the Jets? The, yeah, I don't know what no, they wait, are. The Rockets. rockets. Yeah. It just feels like there's, like, a line of bears the whole trail. just And you they're got, just, like... I've got, like, a different image in my head <laughs> at this point. And then, Bud's like, did you say Rockets? I know. Uh, but it's just, like, they're just lined up, and you can't escape them, and they just are angry because you're there, and they're growling at you all night. And, uh, yeah, it's just crazy it's funny uh 
So yeah, maybe one day that'll be Chattanooga. <laughs> maybe that'll be the Cumberland Trail someday. Oh, but yeah. So that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what comes of it. I don't know, Bud. I don't have any other interesting news. Um, I'm, Bud's about to put me to sleep with his strumming of his guitar over here, and there's a fire, and it's all dark, and I'm tired. So I don't know. I got nothing. What you got, Bud? Well, I like to um. I'm. I like to tune into people's energy, mm. and then like play at the circadian rhythm or whatever it is. That they, He's trying and, to hypnotize yeah. me into a deep sleep, so we we oversleep and miss the mid-state mile. And, and I don't have to run. <laughs> he doesn't have to run. That's that's what he's doing. Oh. God, there's a lot of stars out now. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. It is a beautiful night. It's clear. It's going to be a clear day tomorrow too. That's a satellite, Lauren. Look. You see it moving? Yeah, it's moving. Oh, I see it. Yeah, yeah. I see it. I wonder if that's the ISS. It's pretty big. Uh, for everyone, that's the International Space Station. <laughs> they don't speak nerd talk. <laughs> the nerd talk. Hey, it could be because you know what? When it passes over Nashville, it usually is this time of night. Really? But I, I could, it might not be. I don't know. But that would be neat. Well, I'll tell I'm going to wave just in case just in that's case the ISS. I'm going to wave. There we go. Hey, astronauts. Yeah. No, I live out in the country, and so I have a lot of trees. But between the trees, there's some, some good stars out tonight for sure. Oh, man. All right, bud. Well... We'll make this podcast short. We'll wrap it up. Why? Because Why? I'm going to go night-night. I'm sure my kids, so Jim is inside, and I'm sure my kids are, like, going batshit crazy in there because they're like, there's somebody here. We never have guests, you know. So <laughs> they're, like, all excited that Bud is here sleeping <laughs> on our couch. So they're like, ah. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Bud was going to sleep in his car. I was like, come on. You know, I used to. <laughs> <laughs> I I used to know the names of some of the stars. We got a lot out tonight. I don't know any of them, but I like looking at them. That's all I know. Yeah. I used to have the app on my phone. I love those apps where you can just kind of point yeah. it at the sky, and it based on your location, it tells you exactly what you're looking at. I do enjoy that. Hey, I'll tell you something interesting. Okay, bud, what's that? So the sky that we look at, Mm-hmm. is the same sky that Galileo looked at. I know, right? And so the moon, the same moon, be, like that we all stare at, is well, the same no, moon, I right? Mean like, I, I didn't mean like, um, what What I meant was we're... I got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> scratch that, everybody, scratch that. No, like, so Galileo was looking at Jupiter, right? Okay. And, and our orbit and Jupiter's orbit and where we are in relation to the solar system, uh-huh. like... It only takes us a year to go around the sun. Right. But it takes Jupiter like oh, hundreds see. of Earth years to go I around see. the sun. So we wouldn't all be seeing. Yeah. yeah. I so, get it. so like, was Galileo like the 1400s or 11, I don't know when it was. Something like that. Anyhow, it's, uh, it's not my calculations, but I read okay. it somewhere. <laughs> but yeah. like, according to my calculations. Yeah, we're lined, we're lined back up. With where, his time period. Yes. Like yes. every 500 years. It's so that like when the, we gaze upon Jupiter this night, let's say, it would be well, we, parallel we, to when how we, he would have seen it. We wouldn't be able to see what he saw mm. unless we were in this interval. Mm-hmm. So like people 200 years ago, if they gave a shit about it. They <laughs> if they looked up and said, oh, there's a planet that we shall name Jupiter someday. Yeah, they would not have. 
seen what he saw. I see. That's that's very interesting. I've never uh-huh. thought about that. I've always thought about, like, you think about looking at the moon and how mm. many eyes, human eyes, over millennia have looked at that moon. But I never thought about, that's right, we, we don't get the same uh, view because of orbits and, and the different positions of the planets in orbits. We don't get the same view that everyone gets. Yeah, like, we're all, we're all like, on the same side of the... Yeah. solar system at the same time that doesn't happen all the time yeah that's interesting i've never thought about that mm-hmm. actually like mm-hmm. the other planets may be on the opposite side right of the that sun, makes sense because they're on a different orbit and, different and their time orbit frame. may put them over there for hundreds that of years makes earth years sense. one neptune year yeah yeah hundreds of earth years yeah okay i've never thought about that bud Woo, you just mm-hmm. you just blew my mind bud wow yeah yeah that's intriguing i know Bud's like, yes, I'm a, I'm a man of mystery. So, like, the stars are kind of like our sun, but we can stare at them because they're so far away. Right. They're not as bright anymore. Ooh. Right? That is very true. And, you know, the thing that fascinates me about stars uh-huh. is that a lot of them that we're looking at, yeah. they're dead. But it takes so long for uh. their light to travel because of the speed of light, you know, it's, it's, you're limited. And so some are so far away that they've been dead for maybe hundreds of years, but the light is still traveling to our eyes. Yeah. And so we're seeing them, but knowing they're that already burned of, out. Yeah. They're not, they don't exist. We're seeing the remnants of the light like that is like, <sighs> so is the perception of the star, the star, so the star is gone. We just have the light that was emitted because know, it but, hasn't got here but yet. Before I looked at the star, the star was insignificant. But now that humans have looked at it, it's important. Yeah. It's like its know. memory is still there. Okay. I don't know. I just love it. I love to look at the moon and think about yeah. all the eyes that have looked at the moon. And then I love the idea of the stars we're looking at some of them don't even exist it just takes the light yeah. that long to travel yeah. and i really really hope like uh, thousands of years from now we're like traveling you know uh running uh, races on <laughs> far away galaxies and planets and like you know hey you doing so that you, jupiter 200 <laughs> have you seen starship the elon uh, musk starship Oh, the one that launched. Is no, that what you're that talking about? No, that was Dragon. That was Falcon Dragon. And okay, all that stuff. so no, I don't know what Starship this is. is the one that can go to Mars. Oh, okay. But it can go anywhere. It doesn't have to go to Mars. It can go to the it moon. It can go anywhere. Or it can just fly around the Earth. I'm telling you, someday that's going to be like the, the ultras are no longer mm. like running an ultra on Earth. It's like a it's like a galaxy ultra. You have to go to another planet. Okay, so ha- <laughs> have you seen Space Force? Okay, I watched the first okay. episode. It, it's slow. Yeah. It's, but let me tell you, it gets better. Does it get better? I only watched the first episode, and, and it was funny, but I was like, I don't know. No, listen. It, it gets, gets better. It gets deep. It'll okay. fucking make you cry. Okay. But it's good. It okay. Really and that's good. on Netflix, right? Netflix. Before we get yeah, yeah I did Force. watch one night the first episode. First one or two episodes, and then I was like, yeah, maybe I'll come back to it. Yeah. So it kind of... So I don't know how much... Um, What's the what's the main actor's name? Steve Carroll. Oh yeah, Steve How, Carroll. Yeah. So and, he was in the office. Right. And it's hard to separate him from that. It was but he, hard. Well, it's like it's like him again, except now he's like the commander in chief yes. of the space force or yes. something. The head general guy. Well, he he acts just like he did in the office, kind of, where he's like ditzy, stupid a little bit. Yeah. But 
just like in the office, every now and then he pulls out a whammy and he right. makes a big sales order right. and he totally bails the company out of bankruptcy <laughs> right. and, and he's the only asshole who could do it. Yeah. Well, like here in Space Force, it's the same way. Everything is so idiotic and stupid. And then occasionally he has this brilliant idea that just saves the day. Yeah, you know? that's hilarious. It's okay, ridiculous. I'll give it another try. I just kind of put it on hold because I was like, I don't know if I can get into this. Yeah. But okay, I'll, I'll try. I'll give I, it I really try. appreciate that actor. He's good. He is. He is. He's really I think good. we all love him. And uh, what was I going to tell you about space? Oh, yeah. You were saying doing a marathon on another yeah, planet. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a little spoiler, but it's in the previews. So he goes and stays on the uh, simulated moon base. Okay. So it's like in the desert of Arizona. Oh, yeah, and they got yeah. little domes they live yeah, in. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he puts on the space suit, okay? Okay. And he's running in the desert for exercise. It's, oh, it's ridiculous. Okay, I got to see this episode. That's hilarious. Yeah. So if you thought, you know, carrying shit in an ultra was heavy. <laughs> I tried doing it in a space suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thousands of years from now, the ultimate athlete will be wearing a space suit, like running in a faraway planet. Uh, yeah. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, I wish I had something more exciting to share. I don't know. We'll have to update everybody uh, how many laps we pull off tomorrow in the heat. <laughs> <laughs> at least one. We know we're going to get, get at least one. one. At least I know one. that. Uh, I'm gonna take it slow. I am. I'm gonna take. But you know what? I need some of that vert because, and you do too. Uh, I'm way behind. We're doing that Yeti Scratch the Sky challenge, where you're supposed to climb twenty nine thousand something feet of vert to match what you would climb going up Mount Everest. And I'm like over halfway there. Okay, even taking a week off, week or two off. Uh, and so I was kind of banking on this, you know run tomorrow to get me over the line uh now that i'm gonna take it easy i don't know what's gonna happen so anyways uh that is a very cool challenge i like that one i gotta get back on track so and you gotta you gotta pick up the pace bud I know, i'm like 10 percent, 15 percent bud we're gonna have to go do some hill repeats <laughs> Woo! i just don't like i got it. a hill back there you want to run up and down it a few times tonight <laughs> Why is it got to be so hard? Oh, God. Oh, no, I know. Oh, man. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll see what tomorrow holds. Mm. Uh, it'll be good. It's just going to be good to be out there amongst some other runners. I know you got that at the River Gorge race. Uh, it's just going to feel good to kind of see other people and yeah, be out on the trail to together. Yeah. yeah. Just that whole race vibe. It sure did. The race spirit and seeing each other. Uh, I think it's going to be really good, even if we're kind of miserable and, and all that. <laughs> it's still going to be good. I know it. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, we're, we've almost we've almost talked about nothing for an hour, bud. Look at us. Yeah. So, okay. Well, we're going to wrap it up. I got a kid prancing around here. I'm sure he's waiting on mom for something. Uh, any final thoughts, bud? Uh, I don't know. Um, you know, I've been doing a lot of stargazing, <laughs> music playing. We're all mellowed out. I've been doing, well, yeah, I don't just mean tonight, but I mean just like in general. Last couple of month, month or so, yeah. you've been like yeah, playing more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but Bud is just like all zen, okay, guys? Right He's now, just yeah. like mellowed and zen. 
And I'm about to be zen in my bed fast asleep. So, <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, we'll talk again soon. We went a long time without a podcast, not intentionally, but life kind of just got crazy for everybody. Uh, so we'll wrap it up tonight. We're going to go have a good time tomorrow, and uh, we'll speak soon. We've got some people lined up, I think, that want to chit-chat uh, some cool people. Instead of just listening to me and Bud talk, we're going to kind of interview some other people and uh, hear stories from other runners. So, all right, sounds good. All right, Bud. Good Bye-bye. night. Good night. Okay, hey, Bud. Hey, Lauren, what's up? Uh, I'm sitting in my camping chair, drinking Coke and eating a sandwich, and I smell really bad, and I'm really nasty, sweaty. I'm right next to you. I, yeah. can, I can attest. <laughs> Bud's like, yes, pretty bad. <laughs> so I just finished uh, three hours on the Mid-State, three, a little over three hours on the Mid-State Mile, about 10 miles and 3,500 feet of gain. And now uh, I've tapped out just for safety reasons because, you know, my incident it's smart. It's smart. <laughs> two weeks ago. And so now we're watching the front runners come in from the last loop. I guess it's loop 11, maybe? No. 10? I yes, don't know. How this many is 11. Is I did 10 loops. Okay, yeah. So this must be 11. Nathan, how you doing? Good. So yeah, so in. I'm officially babysitting several runners here, not just oh, you. Oh, not just me. Oh my gosh, you're cheating on me. Oh my god. Bud, my heart is telling him. I guess what yeah. I was going. Hey, my brother's an idiot. Would you watch him? He's yeah. not wrong. That's what he said, actually. <laughs> That's hilarious. Bud is being uh, a so you, promiscuous and crewing. Yeah. We have an open marriage. <laughs> An open trail marriage. Well, the last race and I did together. Oh, here comes some more runners. Yeah, here they come. Ooh. Kidney failure. That's what I was trying to avoid. And he talks today. to him, he's like, no, it's rabdo. It's not as you. Like, dude. Because <laughs> he's just, uh, just 35 miles. Was it racing, dude? Look at all these runners coming in. Yep. I'm so glad I'm Here's sitting Mike. in the chair. How you doing, man? <laughs> Y'all look so, like, relaxed and happy. I'm impressed. Totally impressed. Oh, so tell everyone about this course. Yeah, so this course is hard. It's about 350 feet of gain each loop, and the hill has, like, a 19% grade. And if you know anything about grades, that's uh, that's some serious shit. And so... <laughs> well, it's, like, 20%, right? Yeah, it's, like, a 20% grade. Uh, so I'm going for 20. I'm calling it 20. Yeah, it's, it's pretty serious, you know. Uh, it's tough. So I'm happy with what I did today. And yeah, we're watching everybody else now come in from loop 11. Curious to see how uh, long it goes, but lots of strong looking runners looking good. So, but tell everybody. uh, I I achieved my goal. (laughs) He did one loop (laughs) and then he crewed me. Which I did is a very loop nice. Last night too. And so. apparently he's crewing others behind my back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, bud, bud, bud. <laughs> so we're going to hang out here for a little bit. I'm going to eat and chill out. And uh, I've already got my hair down, cooling off, going to change clothes. And uh, maybe I won't smell so bad. So, yeah. So we'll update everybody. Uh, when we post this podcast and see where everybody is standing in this race because it's still going to be going on. Yeah, so that's the two-minute whistle. So Okay, two-minute warning. Everybody gets yeah. 20 minutes to complete a lap. 
and so here they come. There's a lot coming in. Obviously, uh, as a group, we're all getting slower with each loop. You're welcome. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the race director, Becca, uh-huh. her dad made some metal art sculptures oh, for the trophies. So cool. And I think her mom made the quilt. Oh, yeah. I remember her saying that. It's yeah. beautiful. That is so cool. Very, very neat. So it'll be fun to see who wins this thing, who lasts, how long they last. Uh, it's going to be totally fun. So. And even if you don't win, if you do 100 laps, you get the uh, one of those little 100 mile yes, yes. trophies. Yeah. Totally awesome. So, all right, bud. Well, we're going to wrap it up and watch everybody get back on the next loop. Let's and, do it. uh, okay. And we'll, we'll update as we can. There's the whistle. Uh oh. Yeah. One minute. Okay. Oh, Bye-bye. I'm so excited. Bye.